This is John Beathan with Alternative Health Tools, and this is Episode 52. It's titled Tranquility Wellness Center and School of Integrative Healing with Alicia Olivier Park. It's subtitled Better to be Whole Than Good or Perfect. And you can now subscribe to the show with our app on iTunes, iPhone, Android, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and more, all thanks to the great folks at Libsyn Media. Plus, we're now distributing videos on our YouTube channel. Find out more at alternativehealthtools.com. And today, we've included somewhat of a long intro summary appetizer as a taste of what's to come in this great episode. I'm like, you can't give up on me. You're my mom. You know, like that's, if that was the teenage, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You can't do that. And uh, she said, you know what, Alicia, I can. I can because you've already given up on yourself. You know, and that like, oh, that just like took my breath away. I really had nothing else to say because that those words just like they just hit home. It was like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. I, I really have given up on myself in the sense of like that light that I that I that I knew, you know, that connection that I knew I turned away from that and felt very lost. And so but of course, she said, you know, I'm going to give you one more gift. And she just handed me a book, put it, you know, right down on the bed and and uh, walked out of my room. And I was just sitting there like, oh, my gosh, what just happened, you know? <laughs> and wow. uh, But then I, I did. I reluctantly, you know, opened this book. And it said, um, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. Whoa. Uh, yeah, and I opened it up. And on the inside, my mom had um, written in it. And she said, you know, dear Alicia, if you can read and then apply these seven spiritual laws to your life, there's nothing that you can't do or be. Mm-hmm. Love, mom. You know, I work with a lot of different students uh, through the Healing from Within program, and this is a very in-depth program. So we mm-hmm. don't leave any stone unturned. We we look at everything, the full range, mm-hmm. and uh, with purpose. You know, and 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 not just to tell the stories over and over again, but to right, really right. look and see what's what's the deeper root here, so that then all the symptoms can be healed and dissipated. But really, you have to heal the core, the root of it, or else you're just sitting around trying to treat symptoms and never really address the root. Mm-hmm. And so we really work deeply. And it's one of those things that it's important. And I remind people not to compare themselves to other people and, and especially not to compare our pain to each other's pain. So that's kind of something I just say off the, off the bat is like, just kind of no comparisons, just explore your own um, journey, but just be willing to take your journey. And oftentimes, you know, I feel that we change because of crisis, like we're talking about, where there's something that happens, it's very clear, like something happens, and it catapults you on this journey. But also, there's something so wonderful, and I'm seeing it happening more and more, especially kind of with the 20 somethings, Mm -hmm. that they're saying, you know, well, maybe, you know, maybe it's not, I don't need the crisis. It's like, oh, conscious evolution? Well, there's a novel thought. like, I just choose to evolve. I choose to fulfill my mm-hmm. life's purpose. I, I choose to know who I truly am. And so that I'm seeing happening more and more, which is really wonderful. But regardless of how you get there, you know, to this kind of state of awareness or this awakening or this like moment where you think, you know what, I think there's more to me and to life. Um, no matter how you get there, you know, it's just about saying yes to the journey that lies ahead. Yeah, so integrative healing to me means that we're using these, it's like a full spectrum approach, and you're using complementary modalities or wisdom traditions to really affect the most amount of support and change for an individual. And that individual could be yourself, uh, or it could be someone else. Um, And so in our school specifically integrative healing for us. Now, this is not the full range of integrative healing, but this is what integrative healing means to us. So if you come and become uh, to to tranquility and become a certified integrative healer, Mm -hmm. then that is going to include the study and mastery. Now, I use that term kind of lightly because we're on an ongoing journey, but the study and mastery of Reiki energy healing, of essential oils, of crystal and sound healing, and then this component we've been talking about, which is personal transformation. Mm-hmm. And so for us, our our kind of unsaid motto, it's not anywhere on the website, but it's healed healers and authentic teachers. 
the mastery comes in in our willingness to live it. And so that's mm. what we have. If you are going to become a certified integrative healer through tranquility, it means that you've been willing to walk your own healing journey mm. before you're holding space for someone else to, you know, go through theirs. And so the Healing from Within program is a part of becoming a certified integrative healer with us. And it's a huge, that's a, it's a really beautiful uh, commitment that somebody mm-hmm. makes. Mm-hmm. Today we're talking with Alicia Olivier Park. I've got your address in Encinitas, but you and I both know that's not true. <laughs> it's only part of the truth, actually, because yeah. there is there is an Encinitas location. <laughs> uh huh. But it's only part of the truth in the sense that my family and I snuck away to Costa Rica three years ago, and uh, so we also have a beautiful. Uh, place to share here in Costa Rica as well. Uh huh. So, do you have actually uh, clients or associates come over? Yes, we do. We have students that come and for retreats uh, uh-huh. or trainings, so people can come and spend you know a week or two weeks here. Um, also, there are local clientele that I work with, and actually, the area that we live in um, has it attracts a lot of, of travelers, and so I'll meet a lot of interesting and wonderful people, and so oftentimes I will actually um, work with students here mm-hmm. uh, in, in the temple here. Uh, in, in the temple? Tell me about the temple. Yes. So the temple, actually, that's how we have all of our uh, physical locations set up, is this this essence of a temple. And so it's a sacred space that's set up. And in, in Encinitas, we have two temples that are in a garden area mm. and they're individual free structures. So it's very different than if you go into like a, a center or a spa where there's d- different rooms, like spa rooms mm-hmm. that you would go into. In Encinitas, you walk into a beautiful lush garden and there's nice. roses and beautiful plants and arbors and um, a river that runs through and a koi pond with a little meditation pavilion over it. And then the the temples that we, we call them temples are these sacred spaces, these individual structures that is where we see our different either clients or students, depending on what they're coming to experience with us. So someone could come and experience anything from a Reiki session or a massage um, or an essential oil session, or, or some people are coming for our signature program, which is healing from within. Mm, and so nice. that's, that's, so that's the personal transformation work that people would then be more in an ongoing experience. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't it wouldn't be something where they're just coming for a massage or just for an a la carte session. It's where people come and do continuous work that's usually weekly or every other week. And this lasts for about a year or two years. It's a full journey of, of transformation. And so it's really special to have these temples because they're very safe and sacred spaces that people you know, love to go to, especially like I said, with that garden setting, it's, it's unique in the sense that you don't just go into a parking lot, park your car and like go into a building, mm-hmm. which is, you know, pretty typical for the uh, Southern California area. It's just, there's so, you know, there's so much building, but this is really special because it's, you know, it's right there in the heart of, you know, it's right like on the Encinitas Lucadia border. So it's right in the middle of everything. But at the same time, you feel like you're transported into this you know, this really quiet, tranquil garden, and then these these spaces that you can go in and be nourished. And it's uh, just really nice for people to be able to kind of unplug and unwind and, and be in such a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's nature is huge. And so we also have that here in, in Costa Rica. It's, we're here in the jungle, and the temple here is um, a kind of a larger space that um, we work within for small group classes and also the individual sessions. Very nice. So now we're talking about what you do. And as mm-hmm. I think I might have indicated to you, as I always like to find out who people are. And mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to mention that uh, a lot of what you just uh, sort of described is actually available on the website. I wanted to make sure everybody knows that they can go to tranquilitywellnesscenter.com and uh, find out just everything and really on the home page 
The message really is transform your life, find your purpose. And I'm really curious about that because I meet a lot of people that just seem to be a little lost with their purpose and their lack of understanding or having any kind of sense for what in the heck they're really doing here on the planet. So. Yeah, it's it's true. It's true what you say. And, you know, I find that it's because people get so bogged down mm-hmm. by the stresses of everyday, you know, living. And not only that, but usually if it's not addressed, then unprocessed and unhealed mm-hmm. experiences from the past that people are carrying around. And it's like, how can you know what your, your life's purpose is if mm-hmm. you're in this place where you're barely staying above water? Right. You know? And you're always running. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's another thing is people find, you know, I was wondering this. This was years ago when I started wondering, why are we so busy? You know, yeah. I remember, you know, working at the Chopra, uh, the Chopra Center, you know, Deepak would say often, he would say, you know, we're human beings, not human doings. <laughs> and I always thought that that was mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's true. Like it's even in the, it's in the label, it's in our name, you know, human beings. Mm-hmm. And yet so many people are, you know, we're, we're kind of conditioned to like run around and be doing things all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I began exploring that deeper. And for me, what I found is it's just a, a protection mechanism or an avoidance mechanism of not feeling that unprocessed pain or discomfort uh, in order to not feel it. It's like, well, I'm going to keep myself really busy, mm. you know, to, to avoid it. And then we get kind of caught up in the busyness of life and in all the doing and forget that that's not the purpose of our lives. Yeah. So you know? how did you, how did you come to this? I'm just sort of curious. Um, I often like to ask people, um, sort of, was there a defining moment for you in your own life? Yeah, there definitely was. I mean, I I had the blessing of being raised um, by uh, a very spiritual mother, and so she she had opened my eyes to you know spirituality at a young age, and so for me, what that meant was just being allowed to you know experience myself as like a full spectrum. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't just taught like this is how you behave and this is what you do and this is how it's supposed to be. It was more like you know kind of explore yourself, you know, feel mm-hmm. your emotions, like be aware of your thoughts, you know, and use your physical body and. And so I was able to kind of have that, that that was a natural thing for me. This kind of self-exploration was a natural thing for me. I even had the, um, the pleasure to go to a Waldorf school as well. And, you know, that philosophy is very much about like the whole being, like a student Mm -hmm. is a whole being and to be able to explore all of who you are, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, very Carl Jung based, you know, it's like we are whole and it's better to be whole than to be good or, you know, um, perfect. And so, so that was kind of the beginning of it for me, but I actually did kind of this, uh, I kind of resistance or rebellion from that path as I went into my teenage years mm-hmm. and I broke away from kind of that natural gravitation towards spirituality, towards the divine God, whatever it is that individuals kind of connect to. And, um, for me it was, I experienced a car accident actually when I was 16 and it was mm. pretty, tr- pretty traumatic. So at the time, you know, I was 16 years old and it was a, it was a pretty intense car accident. I fractured my skull, I had severe whiplash and it really was a wake up call for me at the time. I didn't realize it. So it, it kind of, uh, created a downward spiral for me where I started to just really get into some of the darker things, you know, and drugs and alcohol and disconnecting um, and really just being in a place of just not feeling good at all for a while. And um, so I really was disconnected from my original kind of connection to the divine and, and all that is myself. And, but through that, it was good. It ended up being really good and positive experience for me because in kind of that darkness, I then realized that I had a choice, you know, I could stay in that darkness or I could choose to do something, you know, different and experience also my lightness as well. And so it was, it was neat. That was also encouraged by my mother because she got to a point, and I understand it now being a mother, she got to a point where she was really scared for my life. You know, she just mm-hmm. wasn't sure if I was coming home at night. And, um, that was a really, I'm sure just a horrible place to be. And, you know, she got to a point where she just couldn't really take it anymore. She tried anything that or everything she could. And, 
the last thing that she tried worked very well. And now, <laughs> like I said, now being a mom, I kind of, I kind of suspected that there was a, this was a little bit of a, she just wanted to see if this would work. And it certainly did. But she came into my room and I remember I was just like in that space, just like, ugh, teenage angst, you know, and she mm-hmm. came in and she just said, you know, I'm done. I'm like, what? She's like, I give up. I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you give up on? She's like, I give up on you. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, and she's just like, I'm done. I've done everything I can. And I just have to give up. I can't do this anymore. And I'm like, you can't give up on me. You're my mom. You know, like that's, if that was the teenage, like, what are you talking about? You can't do that. And uh, she said, you know what, Alicia, I can. I can because you've already given up on yourself. Wow. You know, and that like, oh, that just like took my breath away. I really had nothing else to say because that those words just like they just hit home. It was like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. I, I really have given up on myself in the sense of like that light that I that I that I knew, you know, that connection that I knew I turned away from that and felt very lost. And um, so but of course, she said, you know, I'm going to give you one more gift. And she just handed me a book, put it, you know, right down on the bed and. And uh, walked out of my room, and I was just sitting there like, oh, my gosh, what just happened, you know? <laughs> and wow. uh, But then I, I did. I reluctantly, you know, opened this book, and it said, um, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. Whoa. Uh, yeah, and I opened it up, and on the inside, my mom had um, written in it, and she said, you know, Dear Alicia, if you can read and then apply these seven spiritual laws to your life, there's nothing that you can't do or be. Mm. love mom you know and i thought oh gosh well it's worth a shot you know it's a little book if i could read this and uh get back to to what i used to love that would be worth it and so you know i started reading it just slowly you know a little bit at a time and i started reopening and reawakening to uh, these these spiritual principles and also it reminded me that everything that i'm looking for it's it's not out there you know it's not going to be better with drugs or alcohol or relationship it's it's not someone else that's going to make me feel better it's not something else that's going to make me feel better or connected it's going to be me from the inside that's when I, I for me it's like when i embarked on my conscious you know hero's journey if you will like mm-hmm. where i said you know what there's more to this life and i know i have a purpose and I want to fulfill that purpose. And uh, I started to make some real shifts. Like, Because even in those kind of dark times, I dropped out of high school. I mean, I was just really lost. And so I decided that I wanted to go back. I wanted to finish. So I re-enrolled my senior year. And I graduated with my class. So I was able to really make up for a lot of the work that I had missed out on the year before. And um, I felt really good to be able to graduate and then move forward with my life. And and do so just in a different, different mindset where I get to, I get to create my reality. I get to choose, you know, and that means that, you know, for me, it meant that I needed to go through a lot of healing mm-hmm. and, uh, and to transform energy in my life, but that I knew ultimately it was worth it to go through the pain and the discomfort, like consciously versus just recreating that pain over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a com- it's a common thread with everyone we talk with. Number one, that, People like yourself that do really great work and understand your purpose um, have gone through their own healing of some sort. And then the second thing is that there was obviously a conscious choice to be made. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. We have the opportunity, but we also have free will. So there's nothing or no one that's going to make us transform or make us live to our fullest potential. Um, And that's our choice. I I believe that's the beauty that we have as human beings is that we, we get to have an opportunity here as souls. We get to be here on this earth and we have the choice to evolve or not to evolve. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, where if you look at metamorphosis, if you look at like a caterpillar into a butterfly, that's very instinctual. That's very much just in the DNA. And so they don't just, you know, the worms, you know, the caterpillars aren't just like eating, eating, eating. They're going, hmm, do I want to be a butterfly or do I just want to stay a worm? You know, (laughs) it's like not how that process works. You know, it's like unless they die or something's wrong, they're going to transform into a butterfly. Mm -hmm. Um, And for us, like we get to choose, you know, Mm -hmm. if we want to stay a worm or we want to become a butterfly. Mm-hmm. Well, I do know I do know people that 
that seemingly have a really good life and have had no real problems, no physical illness, no trauma, none of that stuff at all. And for them, it seems they struggle themselves with this idea of purpose. Because, for, like I said, for so many people, something happens. There's some sort of health scare or something happens where it puts them into a space and they have to make a, make a choice. So what do you say to somebody that, whose life is seemingly great, but yet they lack purpose? Mm-hmm. That's a very good question, and actually, it's it's interesting that you bring that up because I work with a lot of different students uh, through the Healing from Within program, and this is a very in depth program. So we don't leave any stone unturned. We we look at everything, the full range, mm-hmm. and uh, with purpose, you know, and 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 not just to tell the stories over and over again, but to right, really right. look and see what's what's the deeper root here, so that then all the symptoms can be healed and dissipated. But really, you have to heal the core, the root of it or else you're just sitting around trying to treat symptoms and never really address the root. Mm -hmm. And so we really work deeply. And it's one of those things that it's important, and I remind people not to compare themselves to other people and and especially not to compare our pain to each other's pain. Mm. Um, Because there is this idea that, you know, well, for me, I'll use my own personal experience. I remember at a certain point in my journey when I was really going through my deep inner healing and I was in a group and I, I like that. For me, I like to work, you know, in, in workshop settings, retreat settings, you know, one-on-one with mentor. Like to me, that uh, reading books like that, I really like to have that proactive, you know, uh, space to be in and have like a clear kind of program where I'm being held accountable or I'm holding myself accountable. I'm showing up. So I really enjoy that. And so I was in like a workshop setting and um i remember we were just going around in the circle just just, just like simply holding space mm-hmm. as the other people would be talking and we were just sharing basically like our core wounds or our deepest pain and you know we'd be going around in the circle and at at one point this woman is talking about how when she was like 3 years old her mother like threw her in the trash like threw her in the trash dumpster wow and I'm just sitting there floored, you know, like, I mean, I'm in my 20s and here's this woman, you know, she's probably in her 50s, like just telling this story. And I'm just sitting there going, I mean, am I going to even say anything next? Like, am I even going to go, well, my daddy didn't really show up yeah, for me, competing. you know, right? It's like, I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, can I really even say this right now? Because like this woman got thrown in the trash. Hmm. Like, I don't know anything about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the, you know, the teacher that was leading it, you know, he was saying, you can't compare your pain to other people's pain because it's all relevant to your, your own experience. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I thought that was very helpful because, you know, it's not, it's not about what someone else's journey is. It's about what our journey is. And Mm -hmm. so much of the time the focus gets onto other people's journeys, but you know, this idea, it's so interesting, the student, going back to what you originally said, the students that I work with that have sometimes the hardest time get caught up on this. Well, I don't know what my core wound is. Like my parents are still married. Like it seemed kind of uneventful as a child. Like nothing went seriously wrong. I wasn't abused. I wasn't, you know, but they still have this feeling inside. They still have, you know, unresolved, you know, issues or turbulence or, you know, just discomfort. And they don't know, you know, who they are and what, what they're here doing, what their Mm -hmm. purpose is. And so I often do find people struggle, even a lot more than if someone can say, oh, yeah, I was, you know, my my mom was a drug addict and my dad beat me. It's like, it's pretty straightforward. It's right there, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times people have a hard time. We're like, well, I don't have anything I really could say I could complain about or that was really wrong, but yet I feel, you know, quote, unquote, like a dysfunctional adult. Like I'm not <laughs> doing what I'm supposed to mm-hmm. do and I don't know who I am. And so that's kind of something I would just say off the off the bat is like, just kind of no comparisons, just explore your own um, journey, but just be willing to take your journey. And oftentimes, you know, I feel that we change because of crisis, like we're talking about, where there's something that happens, it's very clear, like something happens, and it catapults you on this journey. But also, there's something so wonderful, and I'm seeing it happening more and more, especially kind of with the 20 somethings, Mm -hmm. that they're saying, you know, well, maybe, you know, maybe it's not, I don't need the crisis you know we yeah. kind of call this in the yeah i know i i'm yep. it's such an it's like oh conscious evolution well there's enough of us like i just choose 
to evolve. I choose to fulfill my mm-hmm. life's purpose. I, I choose to know who I truly am. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that I'm seeing happening more and more, which is really wonderful. But regardless of how you get there, you know, to this kind of state of awareness or this awakening or this like moment where you think, you know what, I think there's more to me and to life. Um, mm-hmm. No matter how you get there, you know, it's just about saying yes to the journey that lies ahead. And, you know, I find that if we can just say yes and we can show up, it doesn't matter where we've been. I mean, we, I do believe personally for me that we do, we explore where, where someone has been, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter where that, that was. And it doesn't matter where you think you want to go. Are you just willing to go on the journey? So yeah, we'll explore the past. We'll learn how to really be in the present and then let's let this, you know, the highest potential for the future to just unfold from that place. Nice. Very nice. I notice on the website, you, you've got a section on courses offering healing from within the school of integrative healing. And then of course, upcoming events and retreats. And we've talked before on the alternative health tools.com podcast about integrative healing, but I always like to find out um, from people like yourself exactly what that means to you. Yeah. So integrative healing to me means that we're using these it's like a full spectrum approach and you're using complementary modalities or wisdom traditions to really affect the most amount of support and change for an individual. And that individual could be yourself uh, or it could be someone else. Um, And so in our school specifically integrative healing for us, now this is not the full range of integrative healing, but this is what integrative healing means to us. So if you come and become uh, to to tranquility and become a certified integrative healer, Mm -hmm. then that is going to include um, the study and um, mastery. Now I use that term kind of lightly because we're we're on an ongoing journey, but the study and mastery of uh, Reiki energy healing, of essential oils, of crystal and sound healing, and then this component we've been talking about, which is personal transformation. Mm-hmm. And so for us, our, our kind of unsaid motto, it's not anywhere on the website, but it's healed healers and authentic teachers. Mm-hmm. And so for the healed healer component, it's about the healer themselves. So you could go and take courses, and that's why I said the word mastery, because it's not just the study of Mm -hmm. these different modalities. The mastery comes in in our willingness to live it. And so that's Mm -hmm. what we have. If you were going to become a certified integrative healer through tranquility, it means that you've been willing to walk your own healing journey Mm -hmm. before you're holding space for someone else to, you know, go through theirs. And so the Healing from Within program is a part of becoming a certified integrative healer with us. And it's a, huge, that's a, it's a really beautiful uh, commitment that somebody mm-hmm. makes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah. And how long is that journey typically for, you know? Yeah, for, for the personal transformation piece, which means going through the Healing from Within program, it's mm-hmm. different because it depends on where you are on your journey. We meet you, and when I say we, it's the mentors that are trained as Healing from Within mentors. As mentors, we meet you on the path where you are. Mm-hmm. We don't try to bring you to us and say, okay, this is what we do first, and then this, 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 and this. Yes, of course, we have a structure, you know, so people feel nice and grounded, and we establish a foundation with everyone before we embark on this journey. And that, that foundation really focuses in on someone's lifestyle. Because like I said in the beginning here, if someone's barely making it through or not making it through, like if they're you know having a lot of physical concerns or emotional or mental or these, there's a lot of imbalance, then it's really hard to go deep into you know, your deepest pain all the way then to your greatest gift mm-hmm. if you're having a hard time with the day-to-day life and that balance. Right. And so we start everyone there, but we meet you where there is. So someone may, you know, be really um, conscious in their eating and they've been practicing yoga and meditation for years and years and years. And, you know, they've been on their journey and when they're aware of their childhood and the, and then they're, you know, they've got tools to be in the present moment. That's great. We can meet you where you are. Or mm-hmm. it's someone that's, 
you know, they're struggling with their diet. They don't even know the benefits of organic foods versus non-organic foods or, you know, they're, they're drinking water and not coffee. I mean, coffee and not water, you yeah, know, yeah, um, sure. you know, it does. And, and again, these, none of these are judgments of one's good or bad. It's just saying, is this bringing balance to that person? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, how do we bring balance and, and meet the person? Or so somebody could say, I don't even know what yoga or meditation is. Great. So we meet you there. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it depends. And that's why we give this kind of year to two years, because it really depends on what your foundation already is mm-hmm. and also where you're going, because each individual has um, um, a unique purpose. And we're here to help people really uncover their special gifts and live a life that they love, including being able to feel like they are you know, fulfilling their life's purpose you know, or their dharma. Um, and contributing. And s- yeah, and giving back. It's that, that, you know, that how can I serve kind yeah, of yeah. thing, but from your own personal gifts. So it does depend on the individual and it depends on how ready somebody is mm-hmm. and kind of how they schedule, we schedule their sessions. You have an option to do once a week with your mentor or once every other week. And so that in and of itself can also be a factor of how long it takes someone to go through the program. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, once again, I'm going to refer to the website and push people to it, tranquilitywellnesscenter.com. But there's the whole section on the blog, or mm-hmm. called the blog, and it's uh, I, I'm impressed with the diversity of articles. Like um, I'm looking right now, prepare for restful sleep. Oh, you know, it's like so many people have that issue. And then you know, what is a dream catcher? And then I'm looking at you know, sacred sacred resin, mm-hmm. or resins. So I'm curious about that. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so we like to have diverse topics um, on the blog because, you know, like I said, we're all mm-hmm. full-spectrum beings. So there's a little bit uh, of variety, but it's all with the same essence. You know, we don't just put random things on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so how to use sacred resins is a piece that I did um, to help people understand, you know, a lot of people are familiar with like incense, um, mm-hmm. but not a whole lot of people uh, use essential oils uh, or resins. And um, so we teach people how to do this and very simply sacred resin. So resin is from the sap of different trees like frankincense or, mm-hmm. um, you know, sandalwood um, and uh, or the kapal trees make some beautiful uh, black and white kapal and so it's these resins and it's interesting because a resin is from the sap of the tree it means when the tree has had some sort of quote-unquote injury right if it's cut or if it's broken right then the sap come and is created as a healing like a salve like healing the tree Mm -hmm. and so in and of itself a resin is meant for healing and and so I really love to use the resins in the sacred way. And so it, the the blog post just describes a simple way where you can take a ceramic bowl, you put some rice in the bottom, you put some sacred ash, which you can get nowadays like online. You know, it's white mm-hmm. ash that is used a lot in like Chinese medicine. And you put the the ash over the layer of rice, and then you put um, a, a charcoal. It's an incense charcoal, and they come in like little blocks and then you light the charcoal you get that going and then from there you take pieces of the resin and place it on and then the smoke comes out and so you would use this in the way that some people use like sage mm-hmm. uh, where you're cl- that. yeah where you're cleansing yourself or mm-hmm. you're cleansing a room or mm-hmm. it's in sacred ceremony for something special um and so we actually did this at our, our at our wedding uh when my husband and jesse and i got married we actually had um we actually had five ministers. <laughs> five <laughs> ministers, <laughs> really? Yes, yeah. yes. We didn't. Now, okay, we didn't have the typical <laughs> bridal party where it was like the groomsmen and the the bridesmaids and all of this. We didn't have any of that, but we had five ministers up there with us, and. Nice. It's because, you know, interestingly enough, in our family, we actually have five ministers. So uh, it was my mother, his mother, his aunt and uncle, and then his stepfather. And it was really beautiful because each one of them we had up there uh, representing a element. So space, air, fire, water, and earth. 
Mm. And so each one of those, we had a ritual for water. We did the traditional uh, Hawaiian hand-washing ceremony. Mm. And then for air, we actually did the sacred resins with the frankincense. Mm. And so it's just, it's really beautiful because people can use this easily in their own home for mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. or for the home or for other people or, like I said, in more ceremonies. So, so what do you know about frankincense? Because that keeps coming up um, in yeah. conversations with people. Yeah, frankincense is such a powerful, um, well, I mean, the the way I use it is either in the resins or in the oil. And I believe, for me, there's such, it's it's an all-purpose oil in a lot of ways. You know, a lot of people know about, like, lavender and tea tree and things of that nature. But frankincense, it's just... There's something about it, and I think it's that ancient nature to it, Mm -hmm. you know, like frankincense and myrrh, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's one of the gifts, you know, of the wise men. It's like, it's, it's something that has been around since ancient times and has been really, really used for a lot of different things. Um, I think, you know, before it was more in religious ceremony, like, you know, going through the the churches and things that was frankincense, usually in those big incense kind of balls, you know, being burned in there to, to ward off evil spirits or, you know, so to cleanse, clear away Mm -hmm. um and so in that way but also um used for uh, beauty as well like the ancient egyptians would use frankincense uh, rose sandalwood things of that to preserve beauty for the Mm -hmm. skin Mm -hmm. so it has a lot of different components but i think nowadays in the more spiritual communities uh it's just it's kind of known as you know these are kind of buzzwords but like a spiritual oil in the sense that it's used in meditation, you know, um, so whether you're diffusing it or maybe placing a bit on your third eye or inhaling it, you know, in your hands as you're sitting there, it definitely has different properties that help to calm and quiet you. And also it has this sense of kind of drawing you in versus outward. Mm-hmm. So, I, Yeah, I've heard so much about it. Um, part of what I do in, you're at, in the conversation we're having or and listening to you it's just i i equate things to sort of a vibration everything has a vibration to it you know everything is energy and it's like there's some sort of certain vibration to frankincense that mm-hmm. seems to be i don't really know but it's something i'm actually going to start searching out and play with and yeah uh, yeah. So in the in the uh, essential oils also um i know you do that as well which i know very very little about mm-hmm. so what about that? Yeah, I really love essential oils. They have such a huge range. Um, and so there's a lot of benefits we know physically, mentally, emotionally, but also spiritually. Mm-hmm. And so the way in which um, we... Something that's really important with essential oils, you know, nowadays there's been a lot of buzz around essential oils, especially in kind of um, more spiritual communities and things of that nature. There's a lot of people that are, you know, um, selling essential oils Mm -hmm. or, you know, so it's kind of become like you can kind of go on anybody's social media feed and, and see very easily, you know, like essential oils for this or for that or, you know, and so it's becoming very common, commonplace, which is wonderful. And one side of it, that's just wonderful. I'm so happy because, you know, plants have such powerful medicinal, you know, properties to them. Um, But on the other hand, a lot of the times in this kind of rapid growth or awakening or in awareness around something, not Mm -hmm. all, you know, the the safety considerations aren't always taken into account. And so they're just because they're essential oils doesn't mean that they're not, um, couldn't possibly be dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. So people have this idea, well, yeah, exactly. So people have this idea of, oh, it's an essential oil. It should be, you know, fine. You can use it however you want and in whatever quantity and with whomever you want. And, and really, it's not about going into fear of like, oh, essential oils are bad because there are definitely schools of thought on that, which you should never use essential oils in this way or this way, but only in this way. And so it's definitely not about being fear driven, but it is definitely about being educated. Mm-hmm. And so that's something I'm very passionate about. I'm not passionate about selling essential oils. Um, So I never really got involved in like actively being a part of, you know, some of these companies that have the MLM component to it. Although I, you know, I could use the oils and love the oils myself. I was never inspired by getting out there and like selling it to people. But what I really wanted to do always was to educate, to share what I have learned with other people, because I know how useful that they can be and how 
um, how we don't need to jump towards, you know, more Western or pharmaceutical medicine. Uh, mm-hmm. We can we can empower ourselves, but a part of that empowering is to learn, you know, how to use something responsibly. Um, but we can empower ourselves to um, treat ourselves, our family, other people um, for different things, you know. And so it, com- it comes in very handy for me in my life uh, mm-hmm. here out in the jungle. You know, <laughs> we really, I mean, the closest hospital to us is six hours driving. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. yeah, and you need to catch a ferry to do that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sitting here going good because what yeah, it informs right. you is you're just going to have to really take care of yourself. Right. You know, you do. You have to take care yeah. of yourself um, and, and also, you, you know, be empowered, too. So you have to kind of prepare yourself to, to live in this way. And and so, you know, I, I do know uh, I, ha- I have a repertoire of things that I can use for different, you know, common things um, from insect bites or preventing insect bites um, to jellyfish stings or the common mm. cold or fever mm. or, you know, any of those things, cuts and scrapes and all your know, scarring and all these different things. Um, and, and then also the other parts of this, which is more like calming and soothing and like helping to quiet down or, you know, to be able to help someone that's feeling, you know, uh, depressed or anxious or, you know, so there's a lot of different ways in which we can use these beautiful essential oils. And part of, you know, of course, so we teach everything. We have four levels of classes. We have the living with essential oils course, which is talking about the chemistry of oils, but in a basic format so people can understand it. You right. know, everyone can understand it and you don't have to be a chemist right. or have, you know, studied it to really fully understand it. just enough that you can really have that respect that you need for the safety considerations and understanding how very potent and and powerful these oils are. So you have gained that respect and that reverence. And then um, also going through, you know, the different oils that you would use like in everyday life. So we kind of cover that and also some of the first aid um, essential oils that are helpful. And then we have a level, uh, a class called um, potions. And this one is really one of my favorites. That sounds (laughs) really fun. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. And so this is all about um, blending with essential oils. So really learning, not just like, based on aroma, but you can, we also teach that part of it of being able to blend based on the notes. So there's, you know, high notes, there's middle notes and bass notes, just like in music, you Mm -hmm. know? And so when you're blending for aroma, you want to kind of match that. You don't want it to be all high notes or all middle notes or all bass notes. So you kind of start learning what notes each oil is, and then you're able to blend kind of based on the notes, or you can blend based on the plant parts. Or, And again, you want to know what your intention is. Is it for an aroma, which that's kind of in the perfume industry, that's mm-hmm. what they're blending for is aroma. Mm-hmm. But what we use it for more is... Um, for either spiritual awakening, uh, transformation, or also for emotional healing. And so uh, it's really beautiful in the potions class to be able to blend, but for anything. So you can make anything from, you know, a nice body butter or a a Mm. salt scrub, you know, things like that. But also learning how to blend for, like I was saying before, things like, you know, skin conditions or skins, you know, soothing or healing. And then also, like I said, for some of the emotional uh, components as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's a really fun experiential. Course. Yeah, that sounds really and, fun. Yeah, it's really fun. We keep the magic alive in that one. And um, and then we have two other courses that are more for practitioner level, but it can be for anyone can use these. Um, it's the raindrop technique and then also the emotional release technique. So these are specific ways in which you can, uh, it's more structured. It's like you do this specific technique, these steps, and this mm-hmm. is how you would work with another person. And uh, the raindrop technique is for purification and mm-hmm. um, also for uh, spiritual connection. And it's it's really beautiful beautiful treatment. So people learn that one. And then also the emotional release. And this is what I wanted to speak on is the really powerful benefits that essential oils can have on emotions. Mm -hmm. And so with emotional healing, like it's so interesting, even if you just kind of know this basic structure of the brain, so the limbic brain, you know, within the limbic brain, we've got this amygdala gland and let's just make this like really simple. So you've got this gland that is kind of known to 
this is again just very <laughs> this is not Basic. scientific here but i mean it is it is but i'm just making it as simple as i can yeah. it's like a trauma a house of trauma or a place that your pain can be stored right memories of past trauma or pain and so the interesting thing is that it doesn't respond so the 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 amygdala gland doesn't respond to uh touch or taste mm-hmm. or sight it responds to smell oh. And so that's why when we're working with the essential oils, these teeny tiny molecules can then go, you know, be received through the nasal passage and through the olfactory bulb. And and it can actually start to work with this, let's say, quote unquote, trauma center to help releasing old memories or experiences of pain. And so we use it in a very, there's a very specific technique that we go through to, to do this, but it's, it's really, really wonderful um, to use the essential oils in this way. I mean, if you, you could even think of it right now, like smell is so powerful oh, for yeah. us when it's right. Like you can yeah. think of like the smell of baking bread, or you could think of your grandma's, you know, the smell of your grandmother's house or you know, or that, you know, that cologne or perfume that that special person wore. You or know? even the and, smell of the beach. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Or the rain. So it evokes memory and emotion. You yep. don't even have yep. to actually smell it. We can just say it right now. Yes. And, you know, as people are listening. Well, you mentioned, even, you mentioned the bread. And one of my fondest right? memories when you mentioned it was my, my grandmother. I'm, I'm from Oregon, Portland, and used to spend two weeks um, in the summer with my grandmother who lived at the beach and every morning it was a fresh baked salt risen bread. Wow. Thank you for that uh, memory. Yeah. Well, see, isn't that amazing? <laughs> like we didn't even have to smell it. it I already, know. Like started linking to memory, but that is how powerful smell is because you yep. don't even need the actual thing. You can yep. even just think of the smell and then it brings up the memory that's attached. Yeah. And so, yeah, so we can we can help when we're working with the emotional release technique. It's to release the trauma or the pain or the connection to that, you know, um, emotion mm-hmm. or that reaction, reactionary pattern of that emotion. And then we restore a memory with the other side of that emotion. Mm-hmm. And the smell is then in, in we use the, the smell there. That's where we introduce the smell is when we want to create a new experience of the mm. other side of the emotion. Mm. So now people will associate the smell of that with the positive side of the emotion. I get it so totally. I yeah, get it yeah. totally. It, it yeah. makes total sense. I spent some time doing some NLP studying and mm-hmm. took me down a rabbit hole in terms of not necessarily, well, we can't change the past, but we can certainly change how we feel about it. Right, exactly. So it's, exactly. A, it's a little bit like that, is it? You think? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely. It's it's true, and it's it's also allowing us to have the experience of it. So often, I believe that people are not feeling their emotions. They're not in tune with it. They mm-hmm. don't want to feel whatever mm-hmm. it is. You know, a lot of the times in 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 a more you know Western society, I notice anything from headaches to uh, childbirth. You know, we're trying to like numb the numb sensation. It. That was you know? the word and, I was going to use. Numb right. And, yeah. Instead of saying like, okay, so for for us in this exploration of emotions, you know, we talk about pain as an acronym, like pay attention inside now. Pay right? so attention pain. inside now. Yeah. Wow. So pain, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just meant to like torture us. It's actually giving us a signal to mm-hmm. pay attention. But see, if you have a headache and you just take an aspirin or mm-hmm. Tylenol instead of paying attention inside now, well, you may have missed all the other things. Like, this is what I do when I have a headache. I stop and I go, okay, how much water have I drank? What have I been eating? Right. Am I feeling stressed? Have I been working out? Did I get enough sleep? Right? right. So it's like it becomes inquisitive and saying, okay, I'm paying attention inside now. What is this headache trying to tell me? It's not just there because it's a pain. It's there because it wants me to pay attention. That's why I'm feeling pain. Essentially, and what's so- the gift? Right, exactly, exactly. And then I can make the adjustments I need. So maybe I need some more water. But if I just take that yep. aspirin, yep. I, I don't have a, there's nothing, the actual root of it does not get solved or resolved. And so the symptoms just going to keep reoccurring. Yep. And so again, you can look at that on the full spectrum, but just using the headache as an example. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were 
they're they're just turned 40 and they were concerned about their health and stuff and it's like what do i do to sort of motivate myself to make a shift and it's just like i said just feel how you feel when you eat something mm-hmm. any kind of activity even a thought yeah so it's just you know what's your body telling you kind of a thing yeah it's so important i i feel like if we're paying attention Mm-hmm. We can actually start making decisions that are helping us versus hurting us. Mm-hmm. And But when we're not paying attention, it's so easy to hurt ourselves or put mm-hmm. ourselves mm-hmm. in a pattern that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, f- something very simple, um, Deepak w- talks about addiction and also in the way of, you know, the kind of these just different habits that we have. But I remember when asked one time about quitting smoking, because a lot of people, you know, smoke and want to quit smoking and try everything. You know, they Mm -hmm. try the patch, they try, you know, nicotine gum, whatever. They try everything, cold turkey, this, that, and the other. And, you know, it was funny because, like, his advice is, no, go ahead, smoke. Smoke as much as you want. Just, you know, when you do, do it with full awareness and consciousness. So, Mm -hmm. like, pull that cigarette out of the cigarette box, smell it, feel it, Mm. then feel it as you're lighting it, like inhale and feel that smoke filling your lungs and then exhale and let it go back out and do this with every single puff of that cigarette. Mm. (laughs) It's like, I mean, after a while you're like, never mind. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so, you know, and it's, it's not to do it. And that was the other advice. You you can smoke whenever, you know, you can smoke as much as you want, but it can't be uh, while you're driving, while you're drinking, while you're talking, while you're, it's like, you have to be, it has to be a meditate. Yeah. You have to be fully conscious. And so most people are just like, well, then forget it. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, that's, that's a good one. That's a, something that could be applied to many different things. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. like to. I don't actually like to drive and talk. And I have a really mm-hmm. excellent speakerphone, but it just mm-hmm. takes me out of the moment. Yeah, I, li- I do listen to a lot of podcasts. However, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. No, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. yeah. Outside of all of this, in terms of your work and, and Tranquility Wellness Center dot com, because I like to mention it a lot here, is <laughs> wh- do you have some passions outside of all this? Oh, I have a lot of passions. But you know what? It's interesting that you say outside of it because I've just realized that this is it's all one and the same for me. The healthy boundaries need to be there, right? Between sure. business or, you know, work and family or right. play and work, you know, these different things. So I, I do my best to have that healthy um balance within my day to day life. Mm-hmm. But for me what I've really realized in the last couple years and, and so just happy to own it now. It's like, there's not a separation for me. It's not like this is what I do for a living. And then when I'm not doing this, I'm doing something completely different. Love it. You know, it's in everything that I do. It's the essence of who I am. It's, it's my passion. It's my purpose. And so whether I'm, you know, working with a student or teaching a class or walking with my daughter or riding horses or, you know, talking to my son or listening to my husband play music, no matter what, or we're in the tide pools or whatever we're doing, you know, um, it's the same. It's that to me, it's that beautiful essence that is me and my experience of you know divinity that is the common thread through it all. Yeah, I think I I don't remember who said it, but it's been said. Um, you know, love what you do, do what you love, and you'll never have to work a day in your life. <laughs> That's nice. And I the, like that. Yeah, and the other thought I have is that I, I come from certain levels of service. I just equate everything to service, love and service, actually. So it's like when you're, quote unquote, working, there's a certain level of service there. When you're away from it, you know, there's a level of service, serving serving yourself mm-hmm, or exactly. serving family, serving. It's just, you know, I guess the perspective is giving. Yeah, that's so, beautiful. I really like that. Yeah. So what's in the future for you? 
Well, for me personally, um, I'm just really excited. We just got finished um, doing um, all that it took to put together this online school. Oh, and great. yeah, so that was a, it was, it was about probably about a year, the project of getting everything together and organized because we wanted to make our classes, our teachings accessible to everyone because mm-hmm. what we had seen time and time again is that we put on an event, like an in-person event, and people would always say, oh man, that week or oh, that day, I'm so sorry, I'm going to be yep. here and here and this and that. Yep. And so we wanted to kind of take that out of the equation. And so this is how we've best been able to do that is to um, have it have our teachings and our classes available on our online school. And this is a, this is a, you know, work in progress. The structure is there. We've got our first classes, uh, but this will constantly be growing and evolving. So we're really excited to be able to continue to work on this. A lot of the, like all the main work to get it, you know, created is finished. Um, Mm -hmm. and now it's just about being able to, um, take our in-person experiences and bring them online. So for example, in a couple weeks here, we're going to be presenting, um, the essential oils classes that I talked about and mm-hmm. also our sound healing class at a live retreat in Costa Rica. So there's those that can come and do that with us in person, but for those that can't, um, we are filming it. So it will be filmed. And then that, um, the video content plus all the written content and experiential exercises will then be developed into an online course. That's great. That's, um, right. Uh, please. So people- yeah. Please let me know. Let us know when that's available so we can let people, People know. Absolutely. Right now, currently, we have Healing from Within available mm-hmm. online. The first two of the four stages of the work are available online. And uh, so people can get started with that journey right away. And I also offer for people that listen to your show um, a 30 minute free uh, consultation with me for anyone that's interested in embarking on their hero's journey, right? Embarking on this. Um, conscious path of healing, transformation, and self mastery. That is such and a that's I, such a gift for everybody here. I thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It's something I, I love to share because a lot of times people are just not sure, and um, they know they want some sort of change, um, but they're not quite sure how to go about it. And so mm-hmm. I love to connect with people one on one. So I do all the thirty minute uh, consultations at this point, and and that way I get to get a good feel for where someone is and and where they'd like to be. And then I can help to guide them to that, that place. And also then oftentimes as we're talking, um, I also pair up our students with our mentors because I like to have people that have similar kind of resonance or experiences be able to work together because Mm -hmm. we do, like I said, we come from that like place of the healed healers and the authentic teachers. So it's nice when students and mentors are matched up and the mentor just teaches from their experience Mm -hmm. and the student can really benefit from that because there's that similarity. So a lot of times in those consultations, I'm able to make those connections as well and see, oh, this would be a great mentor for this person if they want to, because people can just do the self-study version online, which is Mm -hmm. also a wonderful program. But to really, really bring it home, you you have that accountability with working with your mentor. important. So how do people connect with you on this 30-minute consultation for listeners of Amer- of um, Alternative Health Tools? Yeah, so they just have to email us. So at okay. info, info at com. So I-N-F-O at tranquillitywellnesscenter.com. Okay. And, and center is C-E-N-T-E-R, just because sometimes in, in like in Canada, they add an E at the end. So no E at the end of center. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I work with an Australian company and, oh, yeah, yeah things are different. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So info at tranquillitywellnesscenter.com and they just let us know that they're interested in the free 30-minute consultation okay. and then um, they will get booked into my schedule. Fantastic. That's really yeah. great. I'm really grateful that Lisa Thorpe uh, connected us. She uh, had just wonderful things to say about you and uh, the program. So I'm just really grateful. And and uh, so I'm just sort of curious, the center in Encinitas, um, is it okay for people to just drop by and just sort of just get a sense for what the place is physically is all about? Or how, how does that work? 
Yeah, they can. Um, they can do that at any time. You could come by and just even enjoy the gardens. But because we're appointment only, the best sure. way to actually have an experience would be to book one of our services. And you can find that on the website. So it will tell okay. you, you know, the different categories. And then somebody can just do like an a la carte session and see how it feels. And, and I feel like that's the most important thing in any of the things that we offer, any of our services, any of our courses. It's just really nice for people to get a taste of it and experience themselves, exactly. you know, and then it just speaks for itself as if, if it's, if it's something that really resonates, you'll just know right away. So, well, my, ser- the- yeah, my service and marketing head goes for anybody that like moves to Southern California yeah. and wants to like dive in. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> I'm probably going to send them to you. <laughs> okay, wonderful. <laughs> Do it. We'd love it, you know, and we have a wide range of specialty um, services that you don't see in a lot of places, uh-huh. yeah. um, like Ay- Ayurvedic lifestyle consultations and programs and, nice. um, you know, yin yoga with Reiki healing in it. We call that yin ki. And so there's a lot of, you know, different uh, healing modalities, sound healing that people don't experience a lot and then we do have the more traditional you know massage or Mm -hmm. um, reiki healing for a lot of people know that so we have a full range and then we have the healing from within program so that's that includes everything actually that's something that people should know when you do healing from within in person you also have a lot of integrative work that happens so you don't you don't just have the kind of the mentoring part uh, mm-hmm. by itself, you mm-hmm. also have integration work. So whether that day you get on the table and receive, you know, a raindrop technique or an emotional release technique or just, a, you know, a nice Reiki session with crystals, it gives you time to integrate everything in energetically. And uh, so that's really nice for the in-person work, but it doesn't prevent somebody from doing that work. I have I have students from all over the world that I work with because healing from within can be done at a distance, so over the phone as well. So it, it's really accessible to everyone. Nice, very nice. I wanted to respect your time. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention before we wrap it up here? Gosh, no, I don't think so. I feel like we've had just such a, a full range conversation. No and, and I know, and I love it too. I just love speaking with you. You have such a gift, John. Really, you do. Oh, thank you. And uh, so thank you for sharing your love and your service because it's uh, definitely a gift that you have. And uh, it's been a pleasure. And I'm so grateful for Lisa. She is just such an incredible woman. And I'm, I'm really glad that she thought of me again, because we had talked about this. I mean, this must have been two years ago that we talked about really? nice. coming on the show. Yeah. Nice. And then when I was doing the Hay House radio show, she messaged me and said, hey. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's right. And so yeah, we yeah. wanted to get it on the book. So I'm so glad that we were able to make this happen. It's been yeah. an honor. And and um, yeah, that's are, are you by any small chance going to be in Encinitas August 21st? I wish that I was going to be because you mentioned, right, that you were having a yes. special event. Yes, we're, we're uh, <laughs> I guess this is the first public announcement, but we're uh, going to be doing um, an event. Um, I think it's Sunday, August 21st is what we're looking at and just honoring all the practitioners that have been on the show in the last couple of years. Mm. Love to have you. Yeah, that's so great. Oh my gosh, what a what a gift that you're providing for everyone to get together like that. Well, I, I'm really excited about it. Very, very excited about it. The next plan for me to be in yeah. uh, Southern California is going to be in September for our Yin Ki Yoga teacher training. But if I happen to have some magic change that, <laughs> I will yeah, yeah. definitely yeah, reach, reach out, out to you all. And I, yeah, I'd love to meet you in person. But um, that makes yeah, a difference. Thank- yeah, for sure. So, and and if you're ever in Costa Rica, absolutely, <laughs> just let me know. We can get you all set up. I'll bet you can. I actually have some friends that are there now. I might just like message them and let them know about you. Oh, that would be great. I love making those connections. And also, we, you know, anyone that ever feels drawn to coming to Costa Rica, I know a lot of times people have apprehension about traveling and not knowing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It's so nice because, uh, you know, over the years of us being here, we've made so many wonderful um, 
connections, mm-hmm. but we've also just figured out so much, like really sure. pioneered a path. And so, you know, people can comfortably come. And my husband actually takes care of all of this for people, customized retreats, you know, even if it's not on our set retreat dates, mm-hmm. people come with families or as couples or on their own. And it's really nice because we can really take care of what people are looking to experience and make that really custom for the individual. And so, nice. yeah, so if you or any of your listeners or friends or family are ever going to nice. come to Costa Rica, just send us a message and we're happy to right. serve. Did I, uh, did I also hear you say your husband plays music? He does. He does. He um, is a wonderful guitar uh, the guitar player, but he's also a guitar teacher. Great. Um, yeah, he went to Berkeley College of Music, nice. and yeah, he's just he's really talented. He works with students and does um, he does video lessons and Skype lessons, so he can work with anyone in the world as well, which is really nice. <laughs> you you guys have really figured it out, haven't you? Yeah, well, we're like, hey, we know what we love to do. Um, how are we going to do it from the jungles of Costa Rica? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. So, that's really yeah. good. Yeah, and actually, you know what? Just in closing, it it's interesting in life when you. Love let yourself open and think outside the box, things end up like in this way that you could just never even have imagined yourself. Like I couldn't have conceived of this myself, but you know, Jesse's work is a perfect example of this. It's like, you can go to a guitar teacher and you can sit with them and do your 30 minute or hour long Mm -hmm. lesson, but you can only learn what you learned in that lesson or what you remembered. Then you have to go home and like try to practice it on your own. Then you come back and like whatever you remembered, you're actually, you know, you can work back from that place. So when we moved and he started doing it video and then, um, Skype lessons, what he would do is he would create a custom video for the student that they would practice with all week. And so they can rewind and do it again. And, you know, they're watching his fingers up close and they're really, you know, and then you get to make the most out of that other lesson when you're working with your teacher because you've really been able to gain that wisdom that was in the video. And so that's the same for our teachings too. It's not like you just get it one time. You can constantly be saturated in it. And that's how I learned, you know, the best, you know, when I was working at the Chopra Center and going through all the programs as I was being certified as a teacher, but also, you know, I directed the seminars. And so constantly being in the, it could be the same lecture over and over and over again, you mm-hmm. know, but I was all, yeah, I was always getting something different or it was, it was sinking in deeper. And so, yeah, that repetition, that japa, you know, that repetition is so helpful. And so, it's it's interesting because we didn't set out for it to be a better model. We just knew what we loved and we knew that the life that we wanted to live and we knew it would all come together, you know, mm-hmm. and it would take work and you would have to figure some things out. And there's been a long journey and um, we've learned a lot and we're just continuing to learn. But, you know, when you let go and you come from that place of love and as much as you can let go of the fear, it's like, this is far better than what we could have imagined that we would have created. So it, it worked out really nicely for us. So nice for those that, that are listening, you know, it's like, um, incredibly hopeful. I mean, I'm very excited about the release of this particular episode, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful. This was really wonderful and yeah, we'll have to do it again sometime soon. I know. I, I feel like we could actually go on and on, but we won't. <laughs> <laughs> we can and we will probably at a different time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So just to remind everybody, you can go to tranquilitywellnesscenter.com to find out uh, everything. And of course, all the show notes will include links to different places. And uh, Leisha, thanks for being here. Really do appreciate oh, it. Thank you, John. It was a pleasure. And um I just, I feel very grateful. Please send my love to Lisa as well. I will. All right. Okay. Thanks. Take care.